2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's October 4th, this is 2022. We have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my buddy, Keith Eiser. Eyes, 819. Keith, nine game slate, one juicy slate before a gazillion games at four o'clock tomorrow. Um, what do you, what's happening, my friend?
3: <laughs> yeah, last, last like great baseball slate of the year, right? We got plenty of pitching here um hopefully it goes better than this football game that's going on as as we record i went heavy on the rams and boy they're not blocking much for mr stafford so not going
2: well i went very high on higby i wrote him up on scores and odds and um listen i said it on the football podcast because we do the football podcast i said it two weeks ago um i told you by the end of the season he was going to be close to 7k and i i am fully a believer that he is the wide receiver too on this team, um, so I don't think I'm – I think he has filled the, like, Robert Woods role, um, Odell Beckham role. I don't think – I just don't think Alan Robinson – Allen like, Robinson ain't it. <laughs> yeah, Stafford's not even looking at this dude, so <laughs> – We have some potential weather. Um, Luckily, like one of the weather spots is the second half of the doubleheader with the Mets game, and DraftKings said since there's not a start time, we're not going to have points. So we we made it a nine-game slate. There's some potential weather in Baltimore. There's some potential weather in Boston. I am not Kevin Roth. We will let Kevin Roth handle it um, in the morning when he'll have his post up. So check that out. It's Rotorgrinders slash weather slash MLB, I think. Um, So – very easy to find just click the mlb tab and go down to weather we are brought to you by sleeper fantasy if you haven't checked them out they are crushing the fantasy props game love what they're doing over there um it's such an easy platform i know i keep talking about it but i really i've enjoyed fantasy props and you know keith gets to do some sports betting out there but i live in florida so fantasy props are (laughs) Kind of what all, all I have outside of DFS right now. So um, I love how easy this platform is. Um, I also hate that Stafford just gave the 49ers an easy pick six. Love what they're doing over there on Sleeper Fantasy. If you use the promo code grinders, you get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. 100% up to 100 bucks. That also puts you in the RG squad So, you know, if you want to see, like I posted yesterday, I posted a pick for Monday Night Football. Let's see how it's doing. Um, It's going to go, it looks like it's going to go three for four. Um, And I did, I didn't do all in, I did classic. So uh, that will, that will profit a little bit, but nothing, nothing too crazy. So RG squad with the promo code grinders gets you in. If you're already a member over there on sleeper, go to the podcast description and there's a join the RG squad link. So there you go. Check them out. Nine games. Nice slate. I I am so happy. Tomorrow's slate is going to be rough. There's going to be so many teams not playing for anything. Um, and it's going to be, I think it's a 15-game slate, depending on the weather of some of these games. But Toronto at Baltimore is where we get started. This game has a 7.5 total. It's a slight pick em game. Mitch White against Bayman. Um, so we we'll go to Mitch White first. He's 5,500. Any interest here in Mitch White? So quick note,
3: this is the game that just got postponed, I believe. Or I don't know if it actually got postponed or suspended. Um, so I wonder if that affects anything. Because the Mets Nationals game was on this slate, but that got postponed Monday night. So it's now off the Tuesday DraftKings slate. Um, this Toronto-Baltimore game, there's weather anyway. But I'm concerned that it might just get removed from the slate altogether. We can break it down real quick, but definitely just keep an eye on that. Um, as far as Mitch White, th- this pitching is loaded with upside pitching, um, so I'm I'm not going to White here. Fifty-five hundred is they a fine price. They called that game,
2: by the way. They didn't so suspend com- it. Okay, they finalized. So, it was in the eighth inning, and yeah, they, they it's five-one. Blue Jays one. Okay. So no, no effect on, on this game here today, then correct. Good deal. Um,
3: Yeah. Mitch white, just not enough upside here. He's really cheap, but I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence still because um, I don't think the aces are going super deep. Like you mentioned, it's, it's kind of their last tune up for the playoffs for some of these guys. You probably don't see over a hundred pitches out of anybody, but I still think you're going to get plenty of guys that smash at like 90 pitches on this slate. So paying down for guys like Mitch White that just don't have a ton of upside is is going to be difficult for me here.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's going to work out of the bullpen in the playoffs for sure, but he's a low strikeout pitcher, uses kind of his command um, and uses like a curveball, changeup, fastball-like combo to try to generate softer contact. Um, I mean, i I don't think I'm playing Mitch White here. I think the Baltimore lineup is still going to be super solid. There's some potential weather in this game, Uh, just not for me. And Mike Bayman on the other side of this game, nope. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't expect him to pitch deep into the game either. He's just kind of going out here and getting a a few starts here like he did in the beginning of the season. He worked out of the bullpen in the beginning of the season, I think, though. Uh, Any interest in him for you? No interest for me either. Really tough matchup
3: against Toronto. Hasn't pitched deep into games. He did get 74 pitches in the last game. Maybe they extend him on that. You get 85 out of him. But even so, just a a difficult matchup against uh, Toronto here and and not a big strikeout guy either. So
2: I'll pass. Yeah, 15% Ks, 13% against righties. It's a very right-handed heavy offense. Um, So much more interested here in the Toronto Bats. This game's in Baltimore man right-handed bats have struggled big time this year in baltimore um the changes that they did to that ballpark in general any interest here in the blue jays bats
3: i do have some interest they're they're expensive we've got p- potential weather um and like you mentioned the fences bauman is a little bit reverse splitty, so I, I do think the blue jays set up really well against him here uh but we'll just have to keep an eye on the weather and it's a, a matter of whether we can fit him in um Vlad at 5,600 is the top option. Springer and Bichette are over 5K as well. Kirk is still priced up. Um, even Danny Jansen now, who used to be kind of a, a cheap piece. He could play at a, a rough position. He's 4K now. So it's it's going to be a tough stack to fit. Um, I do have interest, though, just because this matchup against Bauman, like, he, he's no nobody to be afraid of. Um, we'll see what the weather does. Probably not a top priority for me on the slate, um, but in play for sure. Just, I mean, Vlad can hit it out of anywhere. He would be my my first look here. Probably more of a three-man than a, a five-man, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, my, my, my other concern is, like, we're eventually going to get a bad lineup, whether it be today or Wednesday for this Toronto team. They play Thursday. They're going to give these guys a couple days off before um, a big series for them. So, I mean, if you get a normal lineup, I don't mind it. This is a good spot. Um, but if you get the B squad, I don't think this is a spot. I want to play them Baltimore bats against Mitch white, low strikeout pitcher. Um, so Rutschman Mullins, my only issue with like the Baltimore bats is they are still, I mean, they're priced down from like yesterday, but they're still not cheap.
3: Yeah. A little bit pricey here, but they've been hitting the ball so well for a good couple of months now. Um, but yeah, like Henderson's price has come up. He used to be a guy that was easy to make the stack work with. Uh, he's 4K now. You've got the three in the middle of there. The 4K is Mountcastle, rutchman Santander with Mullins over at, right at five. So yeah, pretty expensive stack. I mean, you can definitely still punt with guys like Odor or Stowers. If Hayes is in there, he's 3,200. Mateo, 3,300. So it's doable. Mitch White is a guy that I, I definitely want to attack a little bit. Um yeah, it's again we were gonna be paying up for pitching a lot on the slate, I think. So getting this Baltimore stack is gonna be tough, but I, I do like the three man. Henderson still has a very nice price. I like Mount Castle at 41. And then if you want to do like an Odor or Hayes, I think I think you can fit that three man in.
2: All right, moving on. We got Tampa Bay at Boston Springs against Eovaldi in this one. Seven and a half total. The to raise a 120 favorite here on the road uh just kind of note they did say xander bogarts is expected to play on tuesday i don't know why um i mean we'll see but if you were like banged up and you're a, a top end player especially going into like free agency there's no right. chance um i'm getting on the field the last two games of the season but anyway uh any interest here in springs at 7400 yeah, I think this is he's probably the top
3: um, cheaper option on the slate here. Um, matchup against Boston is, is not ideal. They don't strike out a ton. If Bogarts is out again, that definitely helps him. Uh, Springs has some strikeout ability, 26% on the season, uh, 7,400. He's definitely in play for me here, uh, especially if Bogarts is out of the lineup.
2: It is so dominant against righties. Um... And the lefties in this lineup, Devers can hit left-handed pitching, but he strikes out a huge clip in ground and hits a ton of ground balls against left-handed pitching. Um, we'll see if Verdugo is in there, um, Cassis. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I think this is a great spot for Springs. I think he has upside. I don't think he'll be a starter on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. If, you know, if they do end up going through games, I think he's going to be someone that they potentially use out of the bullpen. So I don't, I think he'll get normal workload here. Um, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think so? Um.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think he, I think he gets his normal workload, which like it's never a super long leash anyway. He'll be in that 85 to 90 range. I think. Um, if he pitches, he pitch think Sunday, gonna... right? They, McClanahan would be your one.
2: Yeah. Like, no doubt. Do they trust like,
3: he's... Now, though, already though? I don't know if he's stretched out enough. I did not see how he pitched on Monday night, full disclosure. Um, I suppose if he
2: – I would just like, – I, I thought Rasmussen would be the number two. That's possible, I suppose, yeah. I just don't think Glasnow – they didn't even expect him back. Um, yeah, I think they're going to use Glasnow out of the bullpen for, for the playoffs, but I, I could be wrong on that. He threw 64 pitches, three and two-thirds, seven strikeouts, one walk, and only two hits against the Red Sox. Well, so, like Maybe not. yeah i mean i still think it will be rasmussen it will be more interesting if it does go to three games in that wild card series who'd they use who would they use on sunday would it be springs or or not yeah springs or um glass now because i I really do think there's no way McClanahan's not getting the ball day one um for them yeah and then i would assume that rasmussen would be day two so yeah anyway uh, any interest in Iavaldi on the other side of this one?
3: I don't mind the matchup here. Um, Seventy-two pitches in his last one. He's he's just not fully stretched out. I have a hard time trusting him. Um, I don't know. Eighty-one hundred is a, is a fair price for him. If I if I know he's going ninety pitches, he'd be in play. I I'd rather play Springs on the other side and I am going to be trying to spend up a bunch also. So I am not sure how much I need him. Uh, I think the upside's a little bit limited here, but decent matchup, good pitcher when he, when he's right, but still working his way back from that injury a little bit.
2: Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, he's another free agent at the end of the year. So, I mean, does he really want to go out and throw hundred pitches in this spot? Probably not. Um, I, I think the upside is somewhat interesting you know, just from the matchup perspective and the slate. I, I think I like Springs way more and Springs is cheaper. I think Evaldi has some strikeout upside. Just don't know if he has as high a ceiling as some of these other guys, but I do, I do think he's playable in large field tournaments because even if he gets 85 pitches at 8,100, that's more than some that are going to get today. Um, so I definitely don't mind Evaldi in large field tournaments. Um, kind of it for this one oh bats any interest in the tampa bats
3: no i don't think so um i mean nice ballpark upgrade for them evaldi is, is a solid pitcher though really good control maybe you look for a home run or two here but there's just not a ton of power in this this raised lineup uh franco at, at 4700 is fine rosarena is overpriced i, I don't want to chase that um yeah, I just – I don't know. I don't know how the Rays score so many runs with this lineup. Uh, definitely not a team I want to stack against Ivaldi. Really would just be looking for the home runs. Franco
2: is is the one that jumps off the page. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, this game's in Fenway. So, like, if you wanted to do a little three-man stack, I don't think I would necessarily talk you off of it. If Ivaldi's not on – I mean the Red Sox bullpen's nothing to be afraid of, so I don't maybe mind like a three-man stack, but not a not a game that I think I'm gonna like. Oh, I'm gonna stack a ton. Like I don't love the Red Sox in this spot. Um, JD Martinez at 4,200. If Xander Bogarts for some reason plays, he's so expensive. Um, the fact that he's banged up too just makes me want to stay away. So I don't really I don't see myself using Red Sox bats here.
3: Yeah, I, I don't really either, which, it's, I mean, it's odd to say for a game in Fenway. Usually we're we're looking for bats in, in this scenario, but weather's cooling down at a little bit more difficult to get it out here. And Springs is a, a good pitcher, too. Tampa Bay bullpen is solid, just not a great spot overall, honestly. Um, and Springs has those reverse splits, too. So guys like Pham and JD are fine, but I don't know. Um, definitely – not a, not a stack I love. I I normally would be, always be chasing home runs in Fenway, but I just don't like this spot for the Red Sox.
2: Arizona at Milwaukee. Zach Gallen, Eric Lauer, seven total in this game. Pick'em game. Really like. I'm. I'm. First of all, I'm shocked that night before we have lines up for this game. Um, Phillies are winning three nothing in the ninth. The Brewers are in oh. Um, extra innings down five to four. They're coming to bat now. Wow. They were down four one in the ninth. I'm pretty sure right before we got on. So they, they were, they scored three runs <laughs> in the ninth. Um, wow. I know Renfro hit a home run, but yeah, I mean, so it doesn't matter if the Phillies win. They're up three, nothing. All they got to do is kind of shut down Houston in the bottom of the ninth. And this game, like what I'm getting at is I'm shocked that this is up. Um, and that's pick them. But, Kind of like the Arizona bet on a pick'em line here because Zach Gollin's a good pitcher, and I think he could beat this team regardless of the lineup. But, I mean, if they're out of it, do we see a normal lineup here for Milwaukee? Um, even if we do, like, I think... I mean, I think Zach Gollin is one of my favorite plays on the slate. My only concern is pitch count, but they've been out of it for a while, and this dude has gone out and just thrown and thrown and thrown. So... I mean, I don't see why we wouldn't get a normal workload from Zach Gollin here. I think he's a fantastic tournament play today.
3: Yeah, you're talking me into it a little bit. Um, Obviously, we've got
2: this lineup alone.
3: Yeah, Milwaukee has been striking out a ton. Um, They do strike out a little bit more against lefties, but Gollin is, I agree with you, a very solid pitcher. Um, Not scared of this Milwaukee lineup, so. Like the guys in the 10k range, like be if they're if their upside is limited and Gollin gets hundred, but Cole and Verlander and those guys are capped at like ninety because they want to make sure they're fresh for the playoffs, then yeah, I mean he he's right in that conversation with those guys. So yeah, I'm I'm into it. Um I, I was originally concerned about the upside here. If if we get a weaker lineup because Milwaukee's been eliminated, then it's then I absolutely love this spot for him.
2: When he faced this team um, September fourth and put up thirty two fantasy points. This dude's been a machine down the stretch. Um, struggled a little bit last time out, but still pitched well against Houston. Like this is a this is a guy we're going to talk about a lot for the next five ten years. Um, very very talented pitcher. So yeah, I mean I, I think this is a a spot that I really like Zach Gallen. I really like the strikeout upside, and again he's been throwing normal. And they've been out of it for a few weeks now. So Eric Lauer, 8,800 going up against Arizona. I mean, he's someone that really has not been stretched out very long. And, you know, he's kind of been in this like 70, 80 pitch range um, here recently. Any interest in Lauer at 8,800?
3: I don't, I'm actually more interested in the air Arizona bats here. Um, like you said, he just doesn't have a long enough leash to pay 8,800 for him. Um, you've got gallon on the other side you've got the the studs up at 10k uh we talked about the one 7k pitcher already there's another pitcher in right in the his same salary range i just i don't like this spot for Lauer. i know he's got some strikeout upside but it's hard to, to figure out when that's coming um i prefer the arizona bat there
2: yeah i mean this is a guy that came back um what was it two weeks ago after the like he had an elbow like there's a good chance he doesn't even pitch in this game if they're out like it wouldn't even shock me if like we get a pitching change if if they don't end up winning this game like why let eric lauer go out and potentially re-injure the elbow right um because i'm pretty sure he's a free agent as well so i don't know um no, he's not a free agent. He's, he's arbitration, he, I believe. Yeah, until I think he's one more year. So, like, that's even more of a cause for them not to let him go out and throw this game. So, just pay attention to this. Like, this could be really interesting. We could see someone that we're not used to, like a Sutter or somebody, come in and start this game. So, watch that uh, news. Because um, I mean, it doesn't matter what the Brewers do. If Philly wins, then it's over. So, we'll be out. Uh, Arizona bats. I mean, I don't, if it's Lauer, I don't mind. Um, just kind of see who's pitching here. But I mean, I love this spot for Christian Walker. Um, yeah. He's in a fantastic spot. Luplo. Um, he's still with the big league team, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's 2,500 if we get Lauer pitching here. So, I mean, this is definitely a three man. I don't know how many five man stacks I'll roll out today in general, I think I'll definitely be looking at like smaller stacks. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is a spot I'm going to look at the Arizona bats. Yeah, I'm I'm really high on
3: Arizona in this spot. Lauer gives up a lot of hard contact. The one problem is Arizona is pretty left-handed. Um, so the the picking the, the there's not a, a, enough righties to make the full five-man stack. I absolutely love. The three-man stack. Christian Walker is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Stone Garrett has been leading off against lefties here recently. He's 3,300. Um, you can get a cheap catcher depending on K- Kelly or Hummel should be in the lineup. Uh, they might both be in the lineup, honestly. Hummel can play the outfield a little bit. He uh, One of them might DH. So cheap catcher. You mentioned Leplau. Been a, a really rough season for him. But, I mean, somebody who's always hit lefties well. This Arizona stack is cheap. Um, Those four are like, it's tough because Hummel and Kelly both play catcher. So you can't, you can't do the five guys I mentioned in a five-man stack. The one guy I would add to that to make it a five-man is Corbin Carroll. He's still cheap, really talented guy. He's handled lefties okay. Uh, But even if you only just play him for the, for a couple of bats off the bullpen, um, I, I love the righties. Christian Walker, one of my absolute favorite plays. Stone Garrett, cheap, should lead off and then play the other power guys, Phil catcher. I, I just love the way that this Arizona team fits how I think Bills are going to go
2: today. Yeah, I mean, you have to see, because I know they they purchased uh, Jake Hager's contract, um, and he's up with the big league club right now. Like, So he's someone that could potentially be in the lineup at 2100. And then um, Kennedy buddy kennedy like both of those guys like they could add two more right-handed bats to this lineup today um so i mean we'll see who's pitching but um yeah i think this is a a good spot overall for arizona milwaukee i really don't have interest uh win or lose if they are playing for something or not uh, this is zach gollum's really good and i just on a on a nine game slate don't want to touch it
3: Yeah, I I agree with you. I I don't have any interest in Milwaukee um, outside of maybe Rowdy Tellas for a home run. But other than
2: that, I'm definitely not stacking them. Yankees at Texas facing the Rangers. Seven total in this one. Uh, Yankees have 180 favorites. We got Garrett Cole against John Gray. (sighs) Listen, Severino had a no-hitter going. And I know he hasn't pitched in a while. The Yankees don't play again until next Tuesday. Um, do you think we get normal workload here from Garrett Cole? Like, what are your thoughts on that going into the spot for him?
3: So I think we get semi-normal. I think he's definitely, like, capped. He's he's not going over 100, almost certainly. But I think he threw 92 against Toronto last time. That's right about the range I expect him in. He got in trouble it's, in the seventh inning, though, when they yanked him okay so it, it could be even potentially a little bit longer than that but i'm i'm thinking he's right around that 90 pitch mark um like I, I don't know that there's a hard cap of 90 but i think like as soon as he crosses crosses that 90 pitch threshold that 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 he'll be on his last batter there's just, there's high, no reason to push him into the hundreds
2: i highly doubt he throws more than 100 pitches here
3: yeah i agree with that There's Which no does reason with the upside a little bit
2: yeah i mean overall i think that if they roll out the same lineup they rolled out yesterday for severino there was a ton of strikeouts in that lineup especially towards the bottom half they're giving some of these young hitters some spot like some some starts and you know letting these guys hit and the strikeout upside is just massive even in like 90 pitches cole could put up double digit strikeouts in this game so very playable not my favorite play i think like it's a tough spot um pitch count wise and ceiling spot but it the 107 the 107 stands out to me um more than anything else here it's a, it's a really steep price tag for someone that is probably capped not going over 100 pitches uh John Gray 7900 here um for John Gray started the season so strong had a really good like middle half and then has just not pitched well here recently know he dealt with a little bit of an injury I just don't think he's fully healthy and I don't think I want to play John Gray against the Yankees here.
3: Yeah. I'm out on John Gray as well. Just been, been a little bit of a rough go for him here. Um, Hasn't flashed quite the same strikeout upside. Hasn't pitched near as deep into games as he was early in the season. So lots of pitching on the slate. I don't think we need him.
2: Yeah. I don't think this is a spot I want to touch him. And honestly, like, I was very proud of Martin Perez and the Texas pitchers pitching to Aaron Judge. Um, and I mean, the one reliever threw a 99 mile hour fastball by Judge, strike him out. I think John Gray pitches to the Yankees here. What are your thoughts on the Yankees bats?
3: Yeah, I mean, you can always look for lefty power against John Gray. Um, you can look for Aaron Judge power in any situation um Rizzo I I I love Rizzo again it's an expensive stack and I think I'm prioritizing pitching but I I will definitely make sure to have at least some Judge Rizzo and then I throw in whoever fits outside of that um but Judge and Rizzo are my two favorite plays Stanton is fine but he's expensive Donaldson at 4,400 no the third piece doesn't really stand out to me maybe you just go cheap with a bottom of the order guy um, depending on like where uh, Cabrera or Peraza is hitting and wrap it around. But judge, judge and Rizzo are the two. I really want to play here.
2: Yeah. It's hard not to have interest in judge in this spot. Um, If they're going to pitch to him, he's swinging for the fence, every at bat. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day, uh, you know, that's, that's what's happening. So um, ton of interest here in Aaron judge. I don't think I want to play the Texas. Like 90 pitches against Cole is still too many for me. Um, Brewers ended up winning the game. Well, good Uh, for them. Now we can probably Yeah. (laughs) We'll, we'll circle back here in a minute, but it's the bottom, (laughs) bottom of the Astros lineup, um, here. And like, not even the bottom it's Vasquez Diaz Dubon because they pinch hit for some guys. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, We'll circle back, but it's it's looking good for Philadelphia, and and kudos to Aaron Nola saying, "Hey, I'm going to put my team on my back and go out and throw an absolute freaking Um, That was it was really cool to see. So yeah,
3: I I love Nola. He's so underrated. Like he's he's one of I don't know he's he's top ten at least in in baseball. I don't think he gets credit for that.
2: Through 88 pitches, you think, oh hey, let's pull him. We we can use him on Thursday, maybe. <laughs> I never know. <laughs> All right, we got Minnesota at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Seven and a half total in this game. White Sox a 130 favorite. Winder against G Any interest here in Josh Winder? Nope. Just not enough upside here. The White Sox are have
3: been really bad. Um, but I'm I'm not playing low strikeout cheap pitchers
2: on this slate. Yeah, I mean I played over yesterday. Um and I mean, he was okay. He's going to score more than Kirby, which at the end of the day is all I wanted. Um, so yeah, I just this isn't the same pitcher. Josh Winder, like Ober, actually has some strikeout upside. I think it's like twenty-seven percent against righties, and you're just not getting that from Winder here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on sixteen percent K rate Winder. Yeah, uh, Lucas Giolito. Someone I think a lot of us had high hopes for coming into the season. and he, I mean, like the whole White Sox team in general, just kind of disappointed. Um, he's been in that like 90 to 95 pitch range. Any interest here in Giolito against Minnesota?
3: Yeah, I do. Um, not not a ton of interest. Like the, the price has come up a little bit. Like he was, he was in that 7K range for a couple of starts there where we were really playing him. He's at 8,500 here facing this Minnesota team for in back-to-back starts. Um, he was decent against them last time out, but nothing special. Six Ks, five innings, 15 DK points. Like that's, that's not going to be enough on the slate. So need him to be a little bit better than that. I'll see what the ownership is. Um, but yeah, it's been been a rough season for Giolito. A lot of, a lot of bad luck, but he's kind of made some of that himself too with pitch location and, and things like that. But talented pitcher just had a rough year i don't know i i just really don't think that we need him much on the slate uh gallon is just a little bit more there's a couple of cheaper guys that i prefer so probably don't end up on much
2: i man, i don't mind Giludo in this spot the strikeout upside is enough um he's definitely someone i'll be interested to see what his strikeout prop comes in at like He's been someone that's been like living in that like five to six range. So like yeah, maybe they, five and a half. <laughs> five <laughs> yeah. and a half. I would I would definitely be interested in. There's plenty of strikeouts with Sanchez, Cave, Gordon, um, Contreras on the bottom half of this lineup. So there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup for Giolito. So I'll be looking at his prop for sure. Uh Minnesota bats, they just don't have a ton of power. Um I don't have a ton of interest here in Minnesota. I think I'd be looking for home runs. Um,
3: Giolito reverse splits. So looking from the right side. Minnesota has a couple guys that line up with that Correa, Miranda, Gary Sanchez. I suppose you can throw in that conversation too. Um, Like I'd I'd just be hunting home runs here off of Giolito.
2: And those are the three guys I'd love to do it with. Random stat. (laughs) For some reason, I noticed this when I was looking up something. Miranda has one of the lowest air distances against right handed pitching this season. Interesting. Qualified hitters. I, I think yeah. I remember looking at it yesterday or day before. It might have been Friday, but it's like I think it's like two fifty eight or two fifty nine or something. Um fun fact for what it's worth.
3: <laughs> I think Correa won off. Like the guy. Yeah, I mean Miranda has a ton of power. Like you, I mean, it's per, the perception is he hit a bunch of homers in the minors. He's got 15 in the big leagues this year, but maybe that splits a little bit wider than I mean. I know he's better against lefties and significantly better, but that, like for his air distance for a power hitter to be that low is is very surprising. Two fifty
2: nine. Yeah. like qualified hitters. Um, now I'm curious. He said nine of his 15 home runs against left handed pitching. So six home runs against righties. Yeah. Oh,
3: and probably significantly more at bats against righties.
2: I mean, yeah, way more at bats 130 yeah. against lefties, 310 against righties. So, yeah. So pretty wide split there. Good point. Yeah. I'm just, uh, hey, listen, you know, you, you, you win some, you lose some. Um <laughs> 126 iso against right-handed pitching this season for Miranda. Anyway, White Sox bats against Josh Winder. They've burned me so many times this year. Um, I was shocked when I saw the lineup um, on Monday that like Eloy was in there and some of these other guys like Moncada. And it looks like they're going to roll out a normal lineup. Winder is hittable. Um do we pain do we get the pain one more time like one more one more Chicago White sox pain like again, I don't know how many five man stacks I'll have today, but a sheets like Jimenez either like a Moncada or Andrus like type of stack doesn't scream terrible to me.
3: Yeah, I mean I'll have some like I they've just burned us so many times this year. like you read those names and like I like the sheets call. Andrews at 4K, I just, like, I don't buy what he's been doing. Mankata at 3,700, it's been a, a horrible season for him, but he's, at least there's talent there that he's shown in the past. So I like the Sheets, Mankata, Eloy, I think is the way I would go with that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to full stack them just because they just haven't shown the upside for the majority of the season. So I'll play a little bit, but not not in love with them um agree that the winders definitely a hittable pitcher though and should be a good spot
2: for them. All right. Moving on Philadelphia at Houston Rangers Suarez going up against Justin Verlander. Seven total here. Astros are 180 favorites. I pound that line. Like just pound that line. I, I hate betting huge favorites but I I don't think we see a normal Phillies lineup today. Um, they're two outs. They're one out away from making the playoffs. They have nothing to gain anymore. Um, I think against Verlander, we see the B squad and I don't think I want to play Ranger Suarez, Ranger Suarez regardless here. Do you? I do not. No, I like,
3: I rarely play anyone against Houston. Um, Suarez just doesn't have the upside. Houston is just a, a bad team to target because they don't strike out at all. They don't. They they walk a lot, and there's a lot of power in this lineup. So definitely out on Suarez in this matchup.
2: I mean, this. The more I think about Verlander, the more I like him a lot in this spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Again, I don't think we get a normal Phillies lineup with them kind of winning this game, playing Thursday. Now, um. Yeah they might rest
3: everybody. I mean, I, I they think might they will, rest honestly. everybody
2: like yeah. you might not see, okay. It's either going to happen tomorrow, which they're going to be super pumped tonight. I'm sure there's going to be, cause they just won. So there's going to yeah. be some champagne and some celebrating tonight about making the playoffs. Right. So yeah. Verlander Houston already come out and said that they're going to play their guys here. Um, we'll see them, you know, some pinch hits, but they let McCullers go 95 pitches on monday 95 pitch verlander in this spot double digit strikeout upsides there i think it's all going to depend on the philly lineup for me on verlander but if we get a b squad i'm gonna load up on justin verlander in the spot yeah i had a lot of interest
3: in him Anyway, kind of before this development, where I mean, like I don't see any, like we saw the Dodgers do it. We saw some, just several teams do that. Like they they stay all out the late time. and they yeah they celebrate and then you get the the rest lineup the next day. So I like real Muto is probably out. Schwarber, Harper, Hoskins. I mean, obviously they can't rest every single star, but I think yeah, they're big can. bats is that
2: it's I mean, travel or not or what is it called? Taxi squads or whatever. Right now, like yeah
3: they, i mean there's the so rosters are what 28 now they're so you get two extra men um so i mean yeah but i think all the main a, guys will be
2: out yeah, yeah like, on a, Shorlier, harper real Muto, hoskins there's like those five guys like yeah you give them you give them a at so bats on wednesday you give them the day off on tuesday like it makes so much sense I, I think you get a B squad. I think Verlander smashes in this spot. I agree. I'm I'm right
3: there with you. I, I like him even against a full strength lineup, but if he if he's got the backups, then all all systems Verlander. I was on the fence Verlander versus Cole because I, I do like Cole a good amount too, but depending on the Philly lineup, Verlander is, is the guy.
2: It's great. I mean, this time of the year, you know, all year we're looking at lineups as they come out and making adjustments to our lineups on the dfs side when lineups come out but this matters so much more this time of the year because you get lineups that are just bad and it might like have a lot of talent like young talent that have something to prove but man i i just don't see why like it's either going like i said it's either going to be today on Tuesday or Wednesday, we're going to get a B squad lineup. And I think that we're going to get it on Tuesday celebration on Monday night. Um, I like Verlander. I like Verlander against a strong lineup. I have no interest in the Philly bats, by the way. Uh, do you have any interest here? No, none. And Verlander's trying to win a Cy Young. Like this is a go out and just dominate. Um, 95 pitch, just dominance. <laughs> Seven innings, 10 strikeouts. Thanks for giving me your rest squad. Um, any interest <laughs> here in the Houston bats? Um, like Suarez is decent. Uh,
3: I prefer Houston against righties. I, I think Altuve Bregman is certainly in play. The price on Tucker and Alvarez, like they handle lefties completely fine, but I their upside is a little bit lower against a lefty here. Um, so I don't know. It's it's tough to pay premium prices on those guys, just because it's their their weaker side of the, the plate. Even though they're still really really strong against lefties. Um, I think the the Altuve Altuve Bregman Pena three man is fine. If Mancini's in there, I'd be fine with that. Um, I, I kind of like you. You've said it a couple of times. You're not full five man stacking. I kind of see your your like what you're saying there um there's just there's not a ton of stacks that i just absolutely love on this slate.
2: yeah and the problem like too on the houston side is i mean we're gonna we're gonna see some pinch hit we saw it on monday like uh altuve got taken out of the game Pena got taken out of the game bregman got taken out of the game malinado got taken out of the game i don't think alvarez or tucker play in this game like start anyway like Give them a day off against the lefty. Get them some at-bats on Wednesday. I do think Suarez pitches in this game because you have to think on Friday it, it will be Wheeler and then on um, Saturday it will be Nola. If they make it to Sunday, if they want to start Suarez, him pitching on on Tuesday, that's his normal rest. So um, who knows who their third starter will be. I, I assume that we're going to see Wheeler on Friday, though. So um that's it moving on san francisco at san diego carlos Rodon against sean mania no total in this game which i thought we'd see a lot more no totals to be honest on this slate any interest here in because the playoffs are locked up now right like everything's settled except for um did the braves win
3: I did not see that
2: played the early game. They lost to the Marlins. So that's not locked up yet. Um, so any interest here in Carlos Rodon against the Padres?
3: Yeah. I mean, tough matchup obviously. Um, but Rodon, Rodon's phenomenal. We've talked about Garrett Cole. We just talked about Verlander who could potentially be in a phenomenal spot, but if he is, that just means Rodon comes in with even lower ownership. Um, Rodon can go get 10 strikeouts against anybody. So I, I still have interest in, in the strikeout upside here. Um, been over 90 pitches each of the last two. Just struck out 10 against Colorado. Like tougher matchup against San Diego, low strikeout team. Um, but Rodon has the stuff to get it done against anybody. So be, be a tournament play for sure. Definitely prefer Verlander and, and even Cole, I think. Um, but he's he's in the mix for sure.
2: Hot take. I don't think he pitches today. He's already okay. thrown a career high in like innings this year. I don't think he pitches today. Um, if he does pitch, uh, honestly, for me, like looking at Rodon, Verlander, and Cole, there's a good chance I want one of these three guys to pair with Zach Allen on my main team. Um, for what it's worth. It's really just going to come down to what the lineups look like. Is Verlander going to get a soft lineup? Is Radon pitching? What's Cole? Like Cole, I mean Texas is going to roll out their normal lineup. They don't it doesn't matter for them, but so it really for these three, it's going to come down to lineup and ownership. Um but I I hot take I don't think Radon pitches today. Um it said Already like, didn't they do this with Webb? Didn't they shut Webb down for the year? Like, they put him on the IL or something because of a back injury. Um, yeah, he was but he's, to a, pitch. he's a young guy that I mean, they're gonna lean on him
3: heavily next year. Rodon's a free agent, so it's no, he's it's not. Up to, he's a
2: he signed a two year deal at the beginning of the year. I think he has the ability to opt out, but he's making 22 yeah. million dollars a year. So, oh, he's opting out of that for sure. You think he's, he will? Oh, 100%. Yeah, okay,
3: he's. Yeah. I mean, I think he only signed that deal because of there were a ton of injury concerns around him. I think he's opted out of that for sure.
2: I mean, either way, um I don't I don't think he pitches, but I think they try to re-sign him. If you're the Giants, yeah, I, I think you try to re-sign them. Like the Giants were really close to making the playoffs this year. Like hey,
3: my Cubs have a lot of money to spend, okay? There's some wishful thinking here. <laughs> 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 no I, I like he's he's gonna sign a longer term deal to, to guarantee himself more money i think he can even get a, a higher annual average than that like he's he's a 25 to 30 million dollar pitcher i think he's shown he's healthy over the last two years i i think he's he's given a good account of himself he's he's gonna make some money in the offseason
2: yeah I, I just i don't believe the the whole back injury with logan webb i feel like they know that's total that's totally I, yeah. like I, I just uh, all I'm going to say is I wouldn't be shocked if like we wake up in the morning and like we're done is scratch or not pitching. Um, Pay attention to who's pitching and make adjustments. But Sean Manaya, uh, 6,500, not really pitching deep. I think they'll have him as like a bullpen arm for the playoffs. I, I just don't like Manaya here. I don't think he has any upside at all. Like it just really hasn't been there at all.
3: Yeah, what a what a disaster of a season for Mania. I thought that was a, a fantastic trade when they went and got him from Oakland, but like he start he had a pretty decent start to the season, but he's fallen off hard. Um San Francisco's not an offense I'm afraid of, and Sean Mania at sixty five hundred seems like we should have some interest here, but there the strikeouts haven't been there. He's not pitching deep. Uh the command has been all over the place at times. So yeah, I mean really cheap price tag and don't even hate the matchup but i think i'm out on him
2: yeah i mean someone that last year had a 9.75 k per nine and we were expecting big things this year his swinging strike rate went down his strikeout rate went down um his whip went up like walk weight walk rate went up like it just it trended in the wrong direction for him and he's a free agent so We'll see what happens with him, but yeah, I don't want to play him in the spots. Uh, any interest in the Giants' bats here? I mean,
3: with as bad as Manaya has been a little bit, um, JD Davis at 3,600, I like Flores at 4,100. Whichever lefties, like Yostremski's that been the, the guy that plays sometimes against lefties. Um, I just like I don't have a ton of interest in San Francisco just because there there's not that much right-handed power here um but i i do like davis and flores um estrada has been really good against lefties but i don't love that price tag on him he's at four, he's up at 4400 um not a team i'm stacking more than likely but I, I do like chasing some some power here
2: yeah i like that i like that flores call um always someone that i love to take against left-handed pitching and Manaya, I mean, his strikeout rate against righties has been solid, but he gives up so many fly balls and hard contact. Um, I don't even hate like taking like um, Valar, the the prospect with the power, yep. him or like Joey Bart, like taking some power here, um, or even if it's wins, like whoever catches for San Francisco. But Villar is a uh, two point five k, so I don't even I don't even hate that in this spot. Um, he is a, a prospect that. I think a lot of us didn't expect to see, um, this year, but has some power. Uh, Padres bats. I mean, if it's Radon, I don't think I'm touching the Padres. If it's someone else, I think that's where the Padres could be interesting.
3: Yeah. I have no interest against Rodon here. Um, if it's a bullpen game, I don't know. I don't love targeting bullpen games either,
2: especially against a team that has nothing to play for.
3: Yeah. And, and they're not that cheap. Um, like Machado and Soto are both priced up. Josh Bell has been awful since he's been in San Diego. So, yeah, I
2: mean, I don't think I have a ton of interest either way, honestly. I think the Padres are still set up where they can make a run in the playoffs. Um, but not getting Tatis back was a huge hit to this lineup. Yeah. Angels... At Oakland taking on the athletics Irvin against Lorenzen in this one. Seven total angels of 140 favorites. Um, any interest here in Lorenzen against Oakland? Just a great matchup here. Um dominated them last just, week. We talked talked. Yeah. I don't know if it was me or you or Will or Grant, but we talked about him last week in the same spot, and he dominated them yeah, does he do it again?
3: I mean the price tag is certainly right to to take the chance um like I don't know there's there's no talent on this oakland team. he he's totally fine. be really curious to see what the the ownership is. I'm not sure I love playing him into chalk um but it is a great spot there's there's no doubt about that and that it's a very fair price tag.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said on my main my main lineup, I, I'm probably gonna end up paying up for two pitching. We're gonna get plenty of cheap bats somewhere. Um, so you know, we already talked about like some potential cheap bats in Arizona and San Francisco. Depending on the lineup, this lineup is just terrible. Um there's so many strikeouts in this lineup where they, they have some power. They made some call-ups and they have some power, but some of these young guys like um Lang Lear's 231 iso 38 percent k rate against right-handed pitching so like he has plenty of power just gotta work on that swing and strikes for sure but i think lorenzen is one of the cheap pitchers that i would definitely look at on this slate him or springs would probably be my two favorite so it would probably be an ownership game between the two of them i don't think i want to touch anybody else under 8k um honestly like it's those two guys are pay up because I don't think I want to play. I mean, Giolito 85, I think is okay. Um, but that's really it. So pretty straightforward slate for me. Any interest in Cole Irvin here?
3: No, I don't think so. Um, we've got Trout and Otani on the other side. Rendon's back now. Um, who knows what he's going to be. It's been a, a long struggle for he's him. He's going to be rich. Well, <laughs> that's what he is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true he um,
2: is one of the craziest contracts and he is just absolutely loving making a gazillion dollars um what was it like seven years 250 or something it was something absolutely ridiculous um yeah but yeah anyway sorry didn't mean you're up yeah. you
3: no you're good i just no interest there in not 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 enough strikeout upside um and the angels they're not a A great offense, but there's plenty of talent um, between Otani, Trout, and then you throw in the Ward and the Rendon. The lineup starts to get a little bit deeper,
2: but, yeah, no interest in Irvin. Um, Let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Angels' bats? I mean, the guys I just talked
3: about, like, I'm fine taking shots on Rendon while he's still cheap here. Um, Otani and Trout are obviously great in any matchup. I, I do like Ward against lefties. Rangifo, was he sat on Monday night. I don't know. I mean, I assume they can still find a spot in the lineup for him uh, against a lefty, even with Rendon back. Maybe Rendon can't play two days in a row yet at this point. I don't know. We'll see what the lineup is. But Rangifo has been pretty good against lefties. That that price tag is exorbitant. Uh, but against a lefty, I'm fine taking some shots there. Not the cheapest stack, but there are some punts. LeVon Soto, if he's leading off again, I, I would certainly not mind that. So Irvin, Irvin's a good pitcher, but I do have some interest in the angels here.
2: They, um, they pinch hit for, or like defensive switch or something for Rendon early. Like he did not play very long. Um, I think he only did two at bats. I think they swapped him out in, in like the fourth or fifth for what it's worth. I don't think I would play Rendon. Um, I don't think he's safe. He's great against left-handed pitching. Don't get me wrong. I think Mike Trout one off or award two man or play Otani lefty lefty and you know hope that Irvin doesn't last long. Mike Trout is having a fantastic season in a very little amount of games. He's like two hundred at bats behind some of these guys, and he's fourth in home runs in baseball. Like Mike Trout, when healthy this year, is he's been Mike Trout again. Um, yeah. Uh, the baseball fan in me just really wants him to stay healthy for a whole year and see what this Angels team can do um, with him healthy. The lineup just – Otani has no protection when Trout's not in the lineup. Do I think they can make a run on the Astros for the AL West? No. But with the extension to like three wild cards, they were 73-86 and 86 this year, and they won eight of their last ten games. Like Trout makes a huge difference. Um, any interest in the Oakland Bats? They are super cheap, um, so I think
3: while uh, we're trying to pay up for some pitching, you might find a little three man here that could be useful. Um, like you said, it's a lot of young guys with big strikeout rates, but they do have some power, and they're like they're all under three k except for Sean Murphy. So Seth Brown at twenty six hundred, Langley is at twenty six hundred. Let's um, Dermis Garcia is one of those young guys with power uh jordan diaz just got called up like they're all like under 3k so i think you can definitely use oakland as a value stack i I know lorenzen dominated them last time out but lorenzen's not like a fabulous pitcher or anything um i think you can take some shots on the value here
2: colorado at la taking on the dodgers feltner and urias um dodgers a gazillion point favorite i think it's like 375 (laughs) eight eight point total here Um, we're not playing Feltner. doesn't even matter if it's the B squad lineup. We're not playing Feltner. I'm going to save you some time. Um, (laughs) Urias. I mean, the Dodgers don't play again until Wednesday at the, the bare minimum. I just, they have kids gloves on this dude all the time. Anyway, I don't see him going over 95 pitches in this game.
3: Yep. I agree with you. Um, and he's right there at gallons price. Giolito 500 cheaper um a couple other guys we've talked about too um who's the other one i don't know well the two cheap cheaper guys springs and and Lorenzo. and like there's there's a lot of guys i would play before i played urias um like you said he's just not, he's not going deep here it's a fine matchup colorado is is not good especially outside of course field i <sighs> Like large tournament, I wouldn't try to talk anybody off him if you think he can go out here and get a bunch of strikeouts in six innings and be super efficient with his pitches. It's certainly within the range of outcomes, but probably not something I'll be targeting a bunch.
2: Large field tournaments, like I I could see how you can make an argument for it against the Rockies lineups. Um, I don't think I'd talk you off of it in a large field tournament but it really just kind of depends on what we're looking at ownership-wise on some of these other pitchers. Um, I don't think he's the best, but I don't think he's the worst option today. I'm definitely not playing Rockies. Maybe Gritchick, but um, let's talk Dodgers. Best stack on the slate. Again, I mean, it seems like we're going to get normal lineups. You know, one or two guys might be out of the lineup, but this whole, like, week off thing for, like, these division winners and stuff, like... They won't play. I mean, they'll play Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they won't play again for Tuesday. So, six days of no games. Like, you'll have live BP sessions and stuff like that. But, dude, that's just not the same. So, I think they're going to get these guys at bats. Um, I also think, like, they want to keep it under 50 losses. It's just a really cool stat um, to finish the season with less than 50 losses. So, I love the Dodgers in this spot. Feltner's bad. He gives up a a ton of hard contact. He can't keep the ball on the ground. Um, I love the Dodgers here. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're gonna be pretty significant chalk despite their
3: pricing. Um, because you've got guys like Lux, Gallo, Bellinger, who are all pretty cheap. Thompson, to help Trace you.
2: Thompson's been Thompson, yeah.
3: Raking. Um, yeah, I mean, you play two of those guys with three of the studs. Um, it's It's pretty easy um yeah like i said i think they're the best stack on the slate and i don't know how how difficult it's going to be like i know the verlander or cole or rend rodon plus springs or even lorenzen with a with the five-man dodger stack is going to be pretty popular so definitely try to find a way to differentiate from that um like I said, maybe play some bottom of the order Dodgers with a couple of stud pitchers. I mean, I think that's that'll be my primary way to build this. Uh, but yeah, th- like the whole lineup is in play for sure. Feltner's yeah, back and the, the Rockies bullpen's terrible too.
2: Go like three or four man Dodgers stack of like six, seven, eight, nine. Um pair those guys with Zach Gollin and Verlander or something like that. Might be what I'm looking at today. Um it would be even easier if like gave freeman like the day off or something and we get um is it rios see backup um, I, I don't know if they ever i called don't know him that back he
3: back up i don't think they did um because vargas is the one that they vargas.
2: called up. oh yep. vargas at 2500 like yeah <laughs> okay darn <laughs> <laughs> um any interest in the colorado bats
3: no, not against Urius. I mean, even though he's not going deep into the game, like plenty of good arms in that Dodgers bullpen, too. Um, not not enough talent on this Rockies team to try to try to beat a really good pitcher.
2: All right, let's play the morning grind game. And then we will get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today?
3: Uh gimme Jeffrey Springs. I like uh this matchup for him against Boston is decent. Tough, tough ballpark shift going into Fenway, but I think he can still get some strikeouts there.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Lorenzen. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I'm going with Lauer.
3: Uh, just hasn't hasn't looked great recently. Strikeouts are there at times but are very inconsistent. I, I really like the, the Diamondbacks right-handed power here.
2: I'm going to go Ranger Suarez. Because I like a lot of these other guys. Hashtag now. Makes cause. sense over 4k <laughs> to hit a home run who do you got going yard today um give me mookie bets dude i'm telling you i'm calling it right now you heard it first morning grind aaron judge <laughs> <laughs> um all joking aside i do like aaron judge a lot today so give me aaron yep. judge um well i like mike trout a lot too for what it's worth um Good chance I get one of those two guys in my lineup, especially if I'm gonna do the cheap like Dodger stack build. Because I think the Giants are really interesting today. Um, anyway, under two K under 4K to get two hits. Who do you like? Give me Stone Garrett. I think he leads off again. Um, I'm
3: interested in picking on some Lauer today.
2: I like it. I like it. Give me give me Austin Slater for the Giants. I I like this spot against Minaya a lot, and he's been in the lineup all year against left hand pitching. So, give me him. Uh, Stack to score six or more runs. Uh, Give me
3: Arizona. I've I've been talking about him a lot. Um, Just I think they get it done. Christian Walker hits a couple homers. Stone Garrett on base with them. So I I like Arizona
2: quite a bit. One last time this year. Give me the White Sox. Oh, boy. <laughs> one last time. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
3: No, man. It's been a been a fun season. Uh, probably this is the last baseball one I'll do with you this year. So thanks for having me. I'll, always a blast being on with you.
2: Don't worry. You got basketball and you have football. You're not getting oh, away yeah. anytime soon. So. <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday. We have a full... I think it's all all fifteen teams, depending on like any rainouts or anything. But all fifteen teams, we got Otani against Oakland. Like we have some juicy, juicy spots. Um, but yeah, fifteen games late Wednesday. Grant and I, so we'll be back one more time for the regular season. We will be doing some baseball postseason podcasts where I'll be doing a lot of those solo um, and talking Monday Night Football with those and stuff. So morning grind's not going anywhere. We'll be back. Um, So that's it. Hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday. Good luck. We'll see them.